The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No investigation necessary. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 Betting Podcast. It's lights out, away we go, go! Oh, Checo is a legend. Absolute animal. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson. We are ready to go. We're back. It's the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast. Back with Mikhail Miranda, who has a quartet of bets ready to go and uh, ready to fire here on the Spanish Grand Prix. I'm Ben Wilson. We're back for another episode. Uh, we just had our recap of Monaco, and now here we go to Barcelona. And, Mikhail, it's sort of hard to believe that this was the race last year where the title race pretty much shifted with Charles Leclerc. Was in, he and Ferrari were in the lead at the time going into the race, and then it all kind of fell apart here in Barcelona. Hard to believe that basically 365 days later, Ferrari not even a factor in this year's uh, edition as far as the Constructors and Drivers Championships, and it's all about uh, Red Bull and, and then the best of the rest. So what do you expect just from the uh, the overall track format now that we come out of Monaco and we go here to Barcelona, a track with a ton of history uh, similar to its uh, predecessor last week? As I said before, this track is going to be another observation track for me, uh, mainly regarding Mercedes. So... I'm going to be looking at what they can do because if they can't get their car working as they want it to, there's going to be some issues here again for Mercedes. Other than that, I really think that maybe Fernando Alonso has got an opportunity here to not be on the podium as first or second, uh, sorry, as second or third, but to be as a race winner. Uh, So, yeah. It's going to be, can Fernando Alonso deliver Aston Martin's first win of the season? Look at you, Mikhail. Drinking the Kool-Aid. The, the media narrative, the Spaniard in the Spanish Grand Prix in Barcelona, d- delivering history for Aston Martin. Uh, and as much as uh, we have been betting on Fernando Alonso just about the entire season, five podiums in six races now, 
And we, we mentioned yesterday, we were wondering what those new prices would be, at least on the podium finish, because you and I, I mean, we've, we've bet Fernando at plus 105, even money, minus 105, minus 110. Uh, well, now you have to pay a little more tax. It's up to minus 200. So for our overall odds, these are courtesy of DraftKings. Max Verstappen, not a shock. Minus 250, your race winner, Sergio Perez. Odds expect him to bounce back after last week's disaster in Monaco, plus 330. Then Fernando Alonso at 11 to 1. And he's now minus 200, as I mentioned, uh, there on the podium. So uh, as much as I look, I've been a fan of Fernando's. I've been a fan of the Aston Martin. That car is clearly, uh, clearly has the pace. Betting against Max Verstappen so far this season, and just betting against Red Bull in general, it, it's kind of been a fool's errand, at least in the outright market. So what makes you think this time will be different? It's Fernando's home Grand Prix. He's got nothing to lose. Oh, he's really oh, he's really buying in. Max Verstappen has nothing to gain other than points. So if he loses one race out of a 22-season race calendar now, given that uh, we lost uh, uh, Emilia Romagna, right? So it's... He does, it doesn't really matter to him. Uh, so it really comes down to is Fernando Alonso not just going to get his elbows out, but is he going to be tuned in, right? And he's not the only Spaniard here. Carlos Sainz is another Spaniard here in the Ferrari. Ferraris aren't pacey, and there have been a lot of issues with them recently, but I still think that uh, Carlos Sainz would love to win his home Grand Prix. Fernando Alonso would love to win his home Grand Prix, and the better car comes down to Aston Martin. I'm sorry, the better team, Aston Martin. They are not. They are not. If it was not, and not to belabor this point, because we've talked about it before, but if, it, if let's just say from the start of the season, let's just, let's just say, just because for the sake of argument, we're in, we're in Spain this week, let's just say it was a Carlos Sainz in the second Aston Martin car, and not Lance Stroll, who we have sort of felt like as a poser and a fake, and he clearly is not on the same level not even close to that level of his teammate. How close do you do you realistically believe Aston Martin would be to Red Bull if we're just talking season-long constructors? There will be a three-way fight because, again, as we said last episode, Sergio Perez needs to get his act together, right? So uh, I believe it's going to be a three-way fight between the two Spaniards as well as Sergio Perez. As far as the odds we talk, so you're like an Alonso, you're going to sprinkle 11 to 1. Is that So now that the price is up to minus 200, too expensive for you, or is it still uh, is it still worth a look at, at least for this race? Yet another podium finisher for, Nat, for Fernando. I know you don't like laying minus money, Mikhail, but is this the uh, is this the rare occasion you still would do that? So I don't think the books went to overcorrect on this one, and I don't believe they have. Right when you look at this minus two hundred, they're looking at two factors. One, Fernando Alonso has consistently topped uh, in the podium, with one exception of P four. And this is his home Grand Prix, hence the minus two mark. Now, I wouldn't lay minus two because anything over minus 180 is just too expensive given all of these things moving on. Just It's just a heavy tax. There's no need to pay for it. We can find other ways to get value on him, which I'm already taking Fernando Alonso as a race winner at 11 to 1. And Well, and the issue, too, of trying to – because all, all the time when there's a big price, you don't want to lay it. We talk about finding alternative ways to bet. And the issue for in the case of Aston Martin is because Lance Stroll is such an unreliable second. It's not like you can just say, "Well, double top six. That's you know, that's a uh, that's an auto." I mean, it just isn't. Uh, Aston Martin, by the way, in that market, plus uh, one eighty five. So as we and you mentioned, Mercedes uh, was a. It's been a conversation here the last few weeks on the show, Mikhail, as they've made uh, their upgrades, trying to fix what was a, a, a car clearly out of pace in the first few races. Now, to their credit, despite some 
uh, late race chicanery here. Two straight weeks of double top six for Lewis Hamilton and George Russell, and they've actually gotten both you know, both cars in the top six about three of these six weeks now this season, uh, and you know, very easily could have had that had a fourth there in Australia as well as as Russell Russell uh, crapped out in that race. So I just look at you know these double top six markets have been interesting. Red Bull minus three hundred, not not a bettable number. So Mercedes minus one fifty. Now, how much of that uh, this this consistent? market pricing on Mercedes is because of how public they are as a, a long-term winning team and the fact that now they're at least starting to show some sorts of improvements. Uh, is that a fair price with the betters and the, and the bookmakers saying, you know what, we know people want to bet. They want any excuse to bet on Lewis Hamilton and the Mercedes. So we're going to make you, you're going to make you pay minus 150 for the right to get him double top six. It's a little bit more expensive than where I would want them to be. Right, uh, double top six given the recent uh, changes to the car. We still don't know where they're going to be. So if they're saying minus 150, like they had the old spec, the top six. The new spec, top six. So this track, top six. But speaking of top six, and if people are going to look at, at the past form, we always say tread carefully with that because it's generally, some guys just have an eye for certain tracks. But... It's generally about the current performance of the car. You don't want to go necessarily off past performance. But if we look at that combined with recent form, Esteban Ocon takes third, almost qualifies on pole in Monaco, and he was just outside the top six. He did run, he did run seventh last year in, a, in an inferior Alpine car a year ago here at the Spanish Grand Prix. So you, you bullish on, uh, on Ocon here. I, looking at the odds, it's a, it is a juicy number. I'm seeing him over three to one uh, right now at DraftKings for top six. I do believe that's when I can get in the top six, right? Because um, I don't know where Mercedes are going to fare. Because I don't know where they're going to fare, I think that that's when I can and the Alpine can take the fight to Mercedes. Right, let's look at your top six. Max Verstappen, Fernando Alonso, Sergio Perez. Right, Ferrari, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz are going to have to pull something out here. Even though Carlos Sainz has done pretty well here, finishing fourth, uh, fortunately, Charles Leclerc finished zero because he got into a crash, right? So you have Carlos Sainz, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, Esteban Ocon, and uh, Pierre Gasly fighting for the last two positions in the top six available. And when it comes to something like that, I'm looking at that. Uh, I just don't believe in Ferrari anymore. don't believe in Charles, even though we have a ticket on him. That's completely gone. Uh, Carlos Sainz uh, seems to be a little bit hesitant on the car. He doesn't trust the car fully. So Ferrari sort of is out for me right now. Mercedes don't know where they are. We, this is going to be the first time we're going to see this new concept working the way it needs to be. And so if they still try to get into the top six, the only other team that I'm fairly confident could take the fight to them is the Alpines. And I believe Esteban Ocon is the most senior driver in their team, even though Pierre Gasly has done some good work with them. Esteban Ocon is a bit more consistent with the Alpine car. So I'm going to take him to fight the Mercedes and the Ferraris for that top six to get into that fifth, sixth position. Um, as far as you know, looking for a little bit further down here, trying to find some value. So... Uh, you and I have been very critical of, of all these books just making ridiculous uh, points finish odds where, and I'm just looking at uh, DraftKings here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 drivers are all minus 175 or higher. Last time I checked, only 10 drivers can finish in the top 10, Mikhail Miranda. So with that all being said, uh, you are at, at the same time for some of the longer shot drivers getting some pretty hefty numbers. If you If you are a believer that somebody 
that is outside those perceived top 10, 11 and odds can make a push up. So is there a way you are looking to attack that where as, as much of the books uh, are infuriating us and making us pay these exorbitant taxes on the good drivers if you wanted a points finish, uh, how are you using to that, that uh, to your advantage here this week with some of those big long shot prices toward the bottom? So uh, when I'm looking at this one, um, I believe McLaren can sneak a car into the top 10. Now, Lando Norris does look a little bit more confident to get him up there at minus 175, but I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic and look at Oscar Piastri for a top 10 finish. The reason why is because this track allows a little bit more open racing, allowing McLaren to push just that tiny bit further. The other bet that I have... Um, is over 10 seconds winning margin uh last season it was 13.5 seconds so uh plus 105 for over 10 seconds seems to be a good thing especially given that max verstappen every time he gets off the line just runs away you saw what happened in monaco 27 seconds is it, I mean, isn't that ba- so? Isn't that couldn't you argue if if you're looking to make? And I mean, I realize there's always multiple outs on this st- on these things, but a bet on over 10 second win margin is is more or less a bet on you're assuming Max Verstappen wins because he is the driver you expect to win by that sort of margin. Um, all right, and, and before we have Mikhail recap his bets, a reminder: subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate all all of you who have done that so far, um, but we always appreciate though the consistent feedback. Hard to believe we are. Uh, going on race seven this season, Mikhail. So for the bets, Spanish Grand Prix from Barcelona in Spain. What are you going with for your final card here? So final card is going to be a top six for Espan Arcon, a top ten for Oscar Piastri, an over 10 second win, and Fernando Alonso to win the race. Okay. He's calling a shot, folks. Mikhail Miranda. Fernando Alonso will win his third <laughs> all-time Spanish Grand Prix. What a moment that would be. Uh, as this will be uh, this after we had Monaco last week, uh, we have a week off after next week. Then we go to Montreal and uh, and Canada. So we will uh, be back early next week to have our full recap show as we always do. In the meantime, check out Mikhail on his social media channels at Mikhail Miranda B for any uh, late week plays after after qualifying and such. Mikhail, you'll be uh, you'll be tracking all the numbers. So we obviously try to get this show out uh, nice and early in the week so everybody has time to digest. Uh, for Mikhail. I'm Ben. We'll catch you next time right here on the show. It's the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.